Hey guys! Hey, welcome! It's Tori and Alex, and you are listening to the Tenfold Podcast. <laughs> we are two Canadian sisters who are living out our dream lives across the world in Australia. And today we are talking about a really light subject the meaning of life. Yes. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a pillar episode of our podcast. It's basically what we talk about in every episode in some form or the other like I think most of our musings are well I think it's also kind of like the foundation of why we want to live tenfold yeah why we started why we're trying to live consciously it is to pursue our own meaning of life and to yeah feel fulfilled so exactly Uh, but before we get into that we'll just do a little life update Um, I want to say Thanks again for anyone who listened to one of our last episodes, which was Only the Lonely, our mm-hmm. podcast on loneliness. Um, we did get so much really nice feedback on it and so many comments and messages. And it actually made me feel a lot less lonely to know. And I, even though which I knew. the point, right? Yeah, that exactly. I knew on some level, like everyone feels that at some point, but it just helps when you get direct confirmation <laughs> from yes. like many different people from many yeah, like a lot of different areas of your life like, omg that's me too yeah <laughs> and like it just normalizes it and makes you feel less alone and i think it helped me to do the podcast and just like let it go and like get it off my shoulders because there was part of me that felt kind of you i feel like it's common when you're lonely to feel a bit embarrassed and like shameful about it it's kind of like a, a dark secret where you're like oh i don't want people to think I'm like a loser I think this or that so it was just like nice for me to yeah to let go of it and be open about it and well and I also think again such a good lesson in like shining light on your fears and what happens when you do that yeah it just anyway it made me feel way better and I've actually been feeling a lot less lonely since then which is great (laughs) um and I've also been back into the dating world recently um and I feel like I think anyone who's dated a lot knows that you go through phases and like sometimes it's just not working or like it's just you're burnt out or you're not in the right headspace for it. But I feel like right now I'm actually in a pretty good place for it. And I think because I've had a lot of experience now, I'm finally more at a place in my life where I'm not obsessing over like, oh my God, does this person like me? Like, how am I coming across this? Is that I'm like just being completely myself and being like, wait, who is this person do I like them like what like do we are we compatible like what's do we have similar goals and I'm actually good at taking that step back and evaluating the situation in a healthier there's way there's so much power when you can think about it like that yeah. I, even um with jobs I remember when it switched and all of a sudden I realized like I have the experience now and I like, have like well, the things about, to offer like it's about your choice whereas I feel yeah. like before a lot of it came from a fear of rejection yeah. like that was like the main well, exactly. thing that it all evolved revolved around it was like oh god I don't want someone to not like me that's the worst thing but you realize that's just life like you're not yeah. going to match with the majority well, of people it that you date also is just Im- as important what you think versus yeah. what that other person thinks yeah so like with job stuff well, I started to go into interviews and be able to say okay like w- what can you offer me? Yeah. Like, why do I want to work here? Why do I want this? Rather yeah. than just taking I'm a the good reins. employee. I'm yeah. a blah, 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 this. I can do, you know, and it's the same thing with dating. Like, there's so much power in coming at it from that angle. Like, I for yourself. I was younger. It felt like there was just a lot of lack of control. It was that yeah. feeling of, oh, the guy has all the power. I've just got to just, like, 
do whatever to keep this going or get someone to like me without even thinking about if I actually wanted to be in that situation. Um, so yeah, it's just very refreshing to be in it now and have that like clear headspace and just be in a good, like have good energy around it. So it's been nice. It's healthy. It's so healthy. Yeah, and you don't feel burnt out. It's like you just realize you're just trying to see if you match with people. And if you don't, that's fine. It's not like anything against either of you. It's not. It's like a very yogic. Yeah. Like. <laughs> we'll see how long it lasts. Yeah. <laughs> but right now, it's it's just been nice. It's been fun. It's been a good experience. <laughs> awesome. Um, and for me, <laughs> um, I'm still on mat leave. Uh, I've got. Sadie now signed up for three days of daycare like hopefully fingers crossed we get at least one more day before I have to go back to work mm. um which isn't like for another month and a bit at least but um yeah I've just been in really really enjoying our days together like yeah I feel I like just you've gotten into a real have so flow. much fun with her mm. yeah like I think this is such a great age right now three months <laughs> like three months in one well, week because she's really more like sentient now <laughs> yeah like she's funny I feel like she mm. is like getting really kind of mischievous of and like gives me these little Cheeky. looks like he 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 like and wants me to like laugh with her and it's just that's really fun and like the she's better she's always better when we're actually going out and doing something so if we're like going for a walk or we're going for a swim or we go to a cafe together like then she's fine no crying no nothing like it's if we're just at home sitting at home not doing anything that she gets really fussy it's a good reminder that babies are just people like we well, that's get fussy what we when, yeah <laughs> which i think we don't always remember yeah. right it's like sometimes we need to take ourselves out for a walk right sometimes we need some fresh air like mm -hmm. fresh air does wonders like Every time we go to the beach with her and have a big beach day or whatever, she, A, is, like, just so alert, like, when we're there and so full of life, like, the most of any other time. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, so excited. In her and element. Then, yeah. <laughs> and then when we come home, she sleeps like a baby. Like, so she's just so done in a good way. Like, it just seems like that's what it should be. Um, Yeah, so I'm just trying to enjoy it as much as I can. And then... Oh, the other thing was, so I was with her, like we went to this, I had to get the car service. So then we went to this cafe, Dust Temple, if anyone's been in the Gold Coast, it's just, it's amazing. It, it makes me feel like I'm in Bali. It's an experience. Beautiful. Yeah. And you can like spend a whole morning there. It, you could co-work there. Like it's a really beautiful, giant, like warehouse converted space. Um, but there's all these op shops around too. So, and for Canadians, the op shops is like Goodwill and stuff like that. But in Australia op shops are really curated and yeah like what there's so many of for? them oh, is that a know. short form or? Is that, but it is just called like yeah op shop. shop so there's like salvation army call they call them salvo Canada? i don't remember it's um, just secondhand, secondhand store yeah. maybe um hmm. but yeah there's so many of them in australia and they're really great you can get really nice yeah. stuff there um and so i went into a few with her when we were just like biding our time and they had so many awesome books like for it was like 10 books for a dollar or something so I got her a bunch of books I found some like a few little toys like that I thought were pretty good and uh I also found this book and this is for <laughs> me so if anyone watched like the hills or Laguna Beach. Laguna Beach or any of those kinds of shows um on the hills I don't remember what season it was but they get like an internship or a job with the PR agency um, People's Revolution, which is run by Kelly Catrone. And she's kind of like the no nonsense, like 
ballsy. Badass. Yeah, says it like it is, um, yeah. but also like benevolent leader, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like she's also the shoulder you would go to cry on in some ways too, and she'd give you really good advice. Um, and yeah, kind of. Isn't she the one who told Lauren it was a mistake to not go to Paris or something? Isn't Did that like she? a whole big thing? Oh, in I it? can't even remember yeah, yeah. anything about that show. Because she I decided like it, to like stay for her boyfriend instead of like going oh. to Paris Fashion Week or something. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> well, anyways, yeah, Kelly wrote a book, which I didn't know. Or no, I think I did know, actually. And it's called If You Have to Cry, Go Outside. And it was written in 2010. I do vaguely remember this. I, I think I wanted to read it. Anyways, I saw this in the op shop and I was like, oh, I need a book. Should I just get this? And I was weirdly just drawn to it. And mm. I didn't know if it was just going to be a piece of crap, which sometimes happens with <laughs> like a reality TV yeah. show book. But um, I started reading it and like right from the beginning, I was like, this book is amazing. Alex has been messaging me like every day. Yeah, I'm like sending her photos. (laughs) I sent my other friend photos from it. I feel like um, she was super ahead of her time. Mm. So it is like part memoir about her life as like a super successful um, PR businesswoman in the fashion industry. Right. And the fashion industry is so like we know it's quite vapid and superficial and all this stuff, especially in New York. Like, um, but, uh, she kind of takes you through like that journey, which I wasn't so interested in that kind of stuff, but, uh, her views on life and how she got to the confidence that she has and like the things, the, the things that support her, right? Like it was so interesting. And right from the beginning, she has such a spiritual slant. And so, she talks about how she developed that and how she references the universe mm. like in so many things and this was in 2010 i think like, you could take a lot of quotes from the book based on what you've told me and make an instagram account that would be very popular yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so she she has got the goods yeah. and this book came at a really good time for me i feel like it's like revitalized me and giving yeah, me like a really good super push motivated. because it's all like career focused too and yeah it's just been really fun to read I love it and I read it when I'm breastfeeding so (laughs) it's been really good and then I just started so I've had tenfold dot studio as like an Instagram account for Mm. a while a while now like over a year yeah but we haven't done anything with it we weren't sure like if if I was going to start my own Mm. design business with it like under that label or like whatnot um and the other idea had been to put like all the crafts and projects yeah and projects and artwork and stuff like that up in one place and uh yeah so I got the motivation yesterday to start to finally start using it and then today I got up a bunch of fun posts and I finally like stuff that I had backlogged forever like the creation of our logo for tenfold and all this other kind of stuff like that so it's been really fun and I can't wait to do Tori and I have some really cool stuff planned for tenfold like with reels on Instagram and kind of like origin stories and stuff so stay tuned for that because we've got that coming up yes and find tenfold.studio and follow it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you like arts and crafts, yeah. which I do. Um, okay. So should we get into it? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Um, what is the meaning of life? <laughs> One of the most es- existential questions yeah. there is. You know what? One of the things I used to ask when I was a teen and I went through my depression mm. and all of that kind of stuff, I remember I used to say to our mom, what is the point? Yeah. <laughs> what is the point? And I've had that kind of thought a, like a lot throughout my life. Mm. Not, I don't think since I moved to Australia, actually, yeah. I've been, it's just been 
which I think we'll get to later yeah. about why it, it does matter where you live and mm. and you know, all that kind of stuff. But um, up until my like mid twenties, so, yeah, I'd ask that probably once time. a year. <laughs> Interesting. What do you think was the difference between like when you'd come out of those phases? Like, what did you feel like you thought there was a point, or I would have to. Th- You'd have to find like a goal I'd also or have something. To find something yeah. to look forward to or something. Yeah. yeah, like some sort of goal or project or milestone to achieve, and then that would help me. Um, or like just feel like I'd reach rock bottom. Yeah, and be I like, oh well, the only thing left is like death, which sounds so <laughs> gruesome. But for some reason, for me, that always almost made me feel better yeah because i was like well i'm not gonna kill myself so i'm not ready for that and if that's the bottom then i might as well just take the next step yeah Yeah. (laughs) and then that was kind of it i think the goal setting goal chasing thing is interesting because i think that whole mentality stops a lot of people from even asking the question of what is the meaning because you just Mm -hmm. kind of set these arbitrary goals and keep going towards them so you don't have to think about and then replacing that? it with another one and yeah. another one and another and always one. being like well i could be richer or happier or this if i just do a bit more climb a bit higher but anyways yeah i think the default thing when if you ask most people what the meaning of life is i think most people would say oh to be happy or to be fulfilled like i think that is generally mm-hmm. what most people answer but it's kind of the same thing we were talking about in the, our last episode about loneliness there's like what does happy or fulfilled actually mean? Yeah. Like I know we were saying loneliness is kind of this blanket term that we say, but it can mean so many different things to different people and encompass like so many different emotions. And I think it's the same with like, what does being happy or fulfilled mean? And like, even when you see those, all those like happiness studies and stuff across the world, you're kind of like we, when we see Canada on there, we're like, what is happiness (laughs) in Canada? (laughs) Or like some countries it's like, you know that like the idea of happiness is probably very different. Like yeah. Around the world. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So every time we do an episode, we kind of try to tune into what we've been thinking or like what we feel like is something that's it's like the common collective yeah yeah and for us like with this and the meaning of life i think for both of us we're kind of in new phases of life right now like you just had like a baby and things have changed yeah and i just got my citizenship and i'm finally like more settled here so i don't Mm -hmm. have those like big goals to keep me being like not thinking about what the I didn't even is. realize like how big the yeah. citizenship was and like yours was for me too yeah exactly yeah. it was like I just have to get that and now I've said this a bunch of times since getting it but now it's that like oh what's next or like what is what's like my next thing so that I don't have anything to worry about yeah <laughs> and that's like brought it into focus for me and I think you having Sadie like you obviously when you have a kid you're, it like makes you think of so many of yeah those definitely things. like what is your life now and like what what is like what are you going to teach Sadie and what yeah so it's definitely just well brought I think that into focus also though like for both of us like we're in our 30s like mm-hmm. I'm in my mid 30s now yeah and life has changed so much like even from what I thought things were going to be when I was like 28 and kind of yeah. starting out this journey like I feel like the times are literally changing right now beneath our feet, right? Mm-hmm. And you can see, like, you know, the disruption of the taxi service, the disruption yeah. of, like, food delivery, a disruption of all these things. And now I feel like 
the dis there is a disruption happening of the original meaning of life or whatever the the path that they like yeah. we've followed being from North America and I think in Australia it's pretty similar, similar too and it's that whole thing of like you know you, you go to uni then you get a job then you get married then you buy a house then you have kids and like it's, it is then you pay off your mortgage like crazy when you think that there's just been this one single accepted life path <laughs> yeah. for like entire like it, it's a train and we were all supposed yeah, to get on that train and it's like when you actually stop to think about it you're like that's insane like how people are so individual and like how would everyone fit into this one mold yeah but now there are other trains mm. to get on right and you know i feel like what is it gen z i already forgot not yeah, millennials I right i think gen z <laughs> um, <laughs> if you're listening <laughs> so they don't even have to go to uni and no. go and get jobs like it's like, like tiktok stars and yeah <laughs> there's like so many other things you can do and ways you can do and you can start your own businesses and um there's the means to do that right it's mm. like become democratized kind of for everyone yeah. like you don't need to have all this money to try something yeah. new and see if you'll succeed um and then this idea of like getting married is changing and of having babies and when you have babies and buying a house right like everything's kind of up in the air and mm. the friends that we have back in canada like majority of my friends are not married don't have kids like yeah i've been on a couple of like facebook spirals recently just looking at people from uni or like different parts of my life and there's a lot of people who are like either so single or they've been with their partner for 10 years but they're still not married or they don't have kids or this and i don't know if they're gonna do any of those things even and before that would have been like unheard of and now it's it's pretty common and i think there's a lot of different reasons for that but like we are also gonna live way longer so it's like what is the rush sometimes <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. um yeah the only rush with is with the kids stuff and yeah and even that like about, yeah even that people are having kids a lot later sure yeah. um so yeah i feel like the timelines are changing the paths are changing and they would question like what what's the meaning of life then like that's yeah. kind of what we're raised to believe in and so when we were talking about it because <laughs> um, we were like oh well, what about when we were kids like what did we think the meaning of life yeah. was then and then I remembered the game MASH, which I'm mm. sure most people listening will probably know. <laughs> and it's where you like draw a square and then each side of the square is like things that you want, right? Yeah, yeah, different aspect of your life. So it'd be like your housing, right? MASH is mansion, mansion apartment, shack, house. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> and then like one side would be like all the boys you like or like girls you yeah. like or whatever. And then the other side would be how many kids you're going to have. And yeah. then the other side would be the cars that you want. And yeah. then you... Your friend goes around like with their something. finger yeah. and then you tell them when to stop and you yeah. and then you just cross things off. You cross you things off. Yeah. Um, and so that right there shows you like what the values are and what, what we you know, as long on. as you have yeah. a mansion and a reasonable <laughs> amount of kids and like a good car and a job that you like yeah. or whatever the other one was, then you're good. Yeah. And I think basically all the media we consumed growing up, like was basically like find happily ever after by like basically by beating someone yeah <laughs> um so in the kelly control book that i'm reading yeah. <laughs> which yes. is Please i think she's actually explained so much of this really well and so she talks about how 
you know, she got married, you know, she moved to New York. She started this PR firm. She did amazing. She was managing like Michael Jackson, I think at one yeah. point and stuff when she was 24, like, and, and, uh, she married this older artist and they had this fabulous life. Um, and then like midway into her twenties or something, she ended up getting divorced. She had a drug problem, all this kind of stuff. And she was like, she had realized that all of the things that she thought were her goals mm -hmm. and what she wanted, like to get married, to be success, be successful in that way, to be able to buy all the fancy labels and blah, 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 blah. Um, weren't actually what she had necessarily wanted. It's what she'd been told that she should want. Yeah. And she'd never stopped to question that or yeah, think about what the difference is between her actual self. She couldn't hear her actual inner self mm. versus like what society around her had been telling her all the time. And after she had completed all the things that society had been telling her to do that she thought was what she had wanted to do, yeah. she was like, well, what's next, right? What do you do after you've done, done that everything yeah. and i had that exact same experience yeah. right i think i was 27 turning 28 and i was married i like to my like university sweetheart or whatever yeah. you call it um i had this job that i thought would be my dream job i was making and i had hated it i quit it then <laughs> i was freelancing then i was making like really good money yeah. i bought all of the expensive things and i literally was like okay what's the point yeah what, what's <laughs> the point cue like yeah. my next ex existential crisis so um yeah there is that thing like i think we've talked about this in another episode but the thing about the generation now what they're lucky with is like the internet and instagram and all that stuff because they can see alternatives whereas like when we are growing up in the kingsway in toronto you don't like all you see is the same stuff it's like everyone's a professional Everyone and then you just, feel like there's something wrong with you yeah. if you don't want to be those things. And it's it's really hard to not, like, if you don't have any alternative models to, like, go off of, it's very difficult. <laughs> yes, definitely. And um, I want to come back to stuff around the world. Yeah. But first, like, in terms of what we're just talking about, mm. like, there were certain books and movies when I was reading, like, when I used to read a lot, <laughs> that really stuck with me and influenced yeah. me and like you too and mm. part of it was that they were showing us a different type of living right yeah. and so some of the stuff we have listed on our list <laughs> were like blue crush which i feel like is so many girls yes. surf, like hawaii um, dream just that idea of like living a life that is so avant it felt so avant-garde yeah. to watch that like a life that felt like freedom and these girls that just go surfing and they work at a hotel and all they care about is catching the like the best wave. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and then also I felt like that when I watched City of God, which is about the Brazilian like Flavella, right? Yeah. Um, oh, favela, favela, not Flavella. Yeah. <laughs> favela, what's that? I don't know. Okay, something. Favela. Um, and obviously I didn't want to live in a favela no. or anything. Although I've heard that a lot of people, there are these cool favelas yeah, I now. Yeah, feel like there'd probably be a in Brazil. But so. um, there was something about it. And something about a, a feeling of freedom in the way that their lives were in that movie too. Like in some sense. I think sense. in those, both of those, it's like people probably more living in the moment. And yeah. Like less future goal focused. Like, uh, yeah, just less 
structured in that way maybe for sure and then another one i remember tori and i read so if you guys remember the tv show true uh, blood, true blood yeah. and it's got like sookie stackhouse right as a character played by anna Paquin, i think yeah. um we read the there's like a book series that that's based on right and tori and i i think there's like eight books or something we went on a trip to japan yeah we went on a trip to japan and we had all the books with us for some reason somehow yeah and we just i think we staggered it so i think i like like a book ahead i didn't even read the first book i like started on the second book and then we like went like that so we could each and we i think we finished most of them by the time we got there because it's a it's like a 13 hour yeah yeah. 13 hour flight or something so (laughs) um so we read this thing and we were just entranced and it was so i remember feeling like my mind had been blown because i was so into this vampire book about this girl who just worked at this cafe just a waitress in in small town louisiana and all these amazing things were happening to her and not that i thought that i should go work in a cafe and like take up a romance with a vampire (laughs) but there just was this feeling where i i thought oh you can you're allowed to just at a cafe like and if you can make enough money to like have, because I think she owned her house outright, so mm. that was part of it. If you, yeah, if if you had your whole house paid off and all you had to do was cover, like your food and electricity and stuff, so that you didn't have that pressure. I think it was yeah. that like not having the pressure on what your profession was. Like, what would you want to be doing with yourself all day? Like, and I think she just seemed very satisfied and content. And, yeah, and it was like, oh, you don't have to feel guilty for just being a waitress or like that yeah, was kind it's of like you can you don't have to be climbing the ladder yeah. and, and stressing about getting a promotion or because well, i think north american society especially is so like ambition and like focused on achievement 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 like but what yeah to what end i don't know and also like with a grain of salt i realized that we're all we're talking about this from a very very privileged yes, like yes, first world <laughs> um, which is our whole podcast yes. so it's safe, but <laughs> if you're listening you probably are too yeah. so um it's still worthy to explore like all of these notions and i think the other thing other than like books and movies was travel right mm. so when we would travel around like it was this way of a break from yeah. our regular like predetermined lives um but it also started to it's like it it started to give me these little like kind of open up it's my almost world like when i went back seeing the world through a new filter like yeah yeah and i was like wait a minute like these people don't seem to care about the same <laughs> things that we do back home here yeah. and like so like little by little the more i traveled the more i went to these different places i started to see and realize that like the things that we considered like vitally important back home like in some places they didn't even register right so like in so going back to different ideas of like the meaning of life around the world when we were in costa rica like the main um kind of phrase there they Mm. say like when you greet people and stuff is pura vida which means pure life and like the literal translation is pure life but basically it's kind of matching tattoos yeah (laughs) (laughs) um it basically just means like yeah it's all good man yeah it's kind of like life is good like enjoy it (laughs) exactly and when we were in costa rica that was a place where we've talked about this before too in which episode do you remember the episode number it was a trip that changed our lives so it was pretty recent um and 
no one asks you what do you do like nobody cared i remember that was huge for me that's the first thing everyone in toronto asked like before always and then would decide if they really wanted to talk to you or not based on what your answer was so your job completely defined you Mm -hmm. and then we were in a place where it wasn't even a thing and then the we had the realization the realization of wait what else do we have to define well, and that us? for me that was like in the midst of law school and me going to law school is the ultimate like my job is defining me so i need to have like the most like impressive job or whatever and then i went to costa rica and no one cared and i was like oh <laughs> wait a minute it's so true i feel like saying you're in law school or in medical school is like the ultimate pass when you're back home yeah. in North America. it's like the ultimate weird fake validation thing but yeah in Costa Rica it was just so different and I felt like it was also more I think people just like liked you based on your vibe which sounds really woo woo but it was it was just like you just like made friends or like did things and it couldn't it wasn't something you like articulate like blah blah blah. it was just like a more like primal way of living in and I don't know if that's an offensive way to say it but like it just more like an instinctual yeah. Like it was just very, very different <laughs> and refreshing. It was yeah, so refreshing, so it, especially different. if you're someone like us who has questioned, like, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> and um, it was just nice to start to realize that the point changed depending on where you were. So in Japan, they have this term called ikagi, <laughs> which means reason for being. Um, it doesn't actually explain what the reason for being is, but the culture there is so different. Like, yeah. it's kind of North America, but not North America is all about me, me, me. Individual. Individual success. and me yeah. being better than you. And, you know, uh, they always say there's this thing in North America where a lot of people are house poor. Where they've got these big houses, but then they've like spent all their money and have all this debt now wrapped up in the house, and then they don't have any furniture to fill it. <laughs> um, but like, as long as they have like a nicer house than their next door neighbor, then it's okay. Then they're doing yeah. well. Like, there's this whole weird thing about comparing yourself constantly mm. to the person beside you. Um, and in Japan, I don't know. I can't talk to that point on it, but yeah. um, it's they're such hard workers, and there's such a so much. Um, pressure like pressure mm. on put on people to work i think a lot of people work like six days a week they work insane hours like yeah it'd be like seven or eight a.m until nine p.m um and they've got this whole thing about the collective and it's about yeah doing it's like things for the duty g- to the greater good yeah almost. to the community and um it's just so much pressure mm. and it's not individualistic at all no, you're supposed to fit in, in like um almost and like not ruffling any feathers or yeah yeah. and like doing your honor or honoring your duty (laughs) and all that kind of stuff uh which is just and they also have a really high suicide rate too Mm. so it is not a place that i think i would be able to survive even though that's where our people come from i know well even when we went there the last time we went I remember I was just like, I am a giant and I wear too bright clothing. <laughs> like I could never fit in here. <laughs> no, I remember I tried to eat something on the train and I was like, oh, because nobody eats on the train. Yeah. Like you keep it clean. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they have all those vending machines everywhere, but nobody eats in public. So I don't even get it. Yeah. And they don't even really have like bins, like garbage bins. No. Because no. you're supposed to like do, do everything in private yeah. in the bathroom <laughs> or something. <laughs> 
Um, but even our dad, like our dad in Canada is Japanese. Like yeah. that's what we think at least. Yeah. Like he was so dedicated to his job. He mm-hmm. would drive like sometimes like three hours in a day or more through the snow, right? Yeah. Like across Toronto to go to work for how many years? Like 30 something yeah. years. Um, he's very disciplined with his like portions and meal. He had the same lunch every day. That was like a sandwich and a pear cut up yeah. in a single <laughs> ziplock bag. <laughs> he's like yeah. very, very Japanese, we mm. find. But then he was like, I could never move back to Japan. Yeah. Like I'm too different now. I wouldn't be able to fit in. And yeah. it's so like, oh, that's so interesting. So he's like, you a know, rebel. a rebel <laughs> like in, in the way that he is. But yeah, even in the North American society, he's mm. still very like Japanese in that way. Yeah. Um, and then we've also both spent like a fair time amount of time in Europe and yeah. had a lot of experience there. So they've got such a like, it, this is a French term, but I think it yeah. applies to a lot of different European countries is that laissez-faire, mm. um, which is kind of like a let it be yeah. kind of attitude they're, to stuff. I think they're a lot more re- relaxed. And when you think about like Spain and like siestas, where they like close down the shops for like, an hour in the afternoon (laughs) um i just remember when i was on exchange in paris and i had all these friends from all around europe and a lot of the attitude like so many of them are in school for 10 years or something and they're just like constantly studying but they don't even necessarily have an end goal and they're just studying to learn and I think it was just such a different, I was there being like, oh my God, I'm going to graduate in like a few months and then I need to get a job right away and yeah, there's no way I, I can ever come back. I like remember go you by. were like, well, maybe you can like go back to Paris. And I was like, oh, I can never find a job or like I need to get a job to make money to say, and like it, everything seemed so urgent and like, ah, in Canada. Well, and then all my European friends were just like, oh yeah, I'll see what happens. Like, oh. <laughs> and it just seemed so weird. Yeah. I also felt very jealous of them. I'm like, how do you do that? Like, well, for, so I, high school, when I was in high school was five years and then I did it in four years because I wanted to finish early and go to university. I also hated high school. And then in university, it was four years, but I wanted to finish. Well, no. So I did do the four years, but in my fourth year, I left my university and did an exchange back to Toronto. <laughs> so, so it wasn't really an exchange like an at all. So yeah. I could do an internship so I could get a, like get ahead of the game so that mm-hmm. when I finished, I would already have my work experience lined up, which is just like, what was the rush? Yeah. But it did. It felt like I was in a race, like a race to get all of this stuff mm-hmm. done. I think also because Europe, a lot of the places have free uni, which makes a big difference. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're not like, I need to pay off all my debt. <laughs> But yeah, it was definitely, I, I just feel like I saw my European friends and was like, how do you be like that? Like I didn't, un- I couldn't comprehend that level of like, just Well, I think chill. also that's a place where your job doesn't necessarily have to define you. No. Yeah. In every way. Um, okay. So we're talking about the meaning of life, but now we're talking about jobs and expectation in society and all that kind of Mm. stuff. Like what do you like, should we get to what do you think the meaning of life is or like, do you think it's to be happy? Like the thing is when you say to be happy, happy is a state. It's not a permanent state. Right. I think part of tenfold is the idea for me of building a life with like, best base level to optimize 
moments of happiness almost. <laughs> like, Are you from North America? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like, because yeah, happiness is in flux. But if you make your life so that like, where you are and who you're with and what you're doing are the things that are most gonna get you to those states of happiness it sounds very abstract but like no for me, it's it is very like a user experience yeah view. it is like I've realized oh living by the ocean and living somewhere where I can be outside all year round easily because I really like being active and being outdoors and living somewhere where people li- work to live yeah not live to work because that's like an important yeah thing for you so those are all things that have made my life in Australia feel a lot more fulfilling and meaningful and happy overall like I do feel like do you feel a different I do feel a definite difference like my base level of contentedness or whatever is much higher here like and do you think that the meaning of life is to be content I think I'm still trying to figure that out. I think in a way, yes, because I think when you're content in yourself, well, first of all, you're just generally more happy, which is nice, (laughs) like in a selfish way. But then also you are more likely to like give more back to the world and like, yeah, like spread that positivity around you and make like a well even like this like have a podcast that yeah there are people who are listening to it and to be able to talk about things like loneliness and do that from a full place like yeah oh sorry guys um to be able to do that from a full place because you are generally content Mm -hmm. right whereas like i don't i wouldn't have been able to do this in toronto because i felt so for yeah yeah, i felt so raw all the time and i wouldn't have felt comfortable like revealing myself Mm. you know and having that contentness now I think has given us that that ability like which is really nice I think also I've been thinking a lot lately and this kind of goes into stuff that you'll talk about soon about like the yoga part of it but um I think a lot of what I'm trying to do right now at least is like really find myself (laughs) and like be as much me as I can be because I think that's also I do think everyone is unique and like everyone will leave a different footprint on the world but like the more yourself you are the more I guess like pure well and that's a huge part of tenfold that's like one of our commandments and stuff is like is being able to shed the filters that you have developed developed yeah yeah what about you? What do you feel like the meaning is? Wait, so did you answer what you thought the meaning is? I don't know. I find it really tricky yeah, if you actually think about it. Because it is, like, is it just, okay, I want to be happy or content or whatever it yeah. is, and I'm going to do the things to get me to that. Is that the meaning of it? Or is it, like, your dharma or your purpose? Or is it, like, what? I think it, like, the things that I just talked about, like, I feel like you need to find yourself to be happy and to leave your footprint on the world sort of so it's kind of all weirdly intertwined and like I don't actually think there's like a wrong or right answer and like it I think it does evolve like I think when I like we were saying when we were younger you think the meaning of life is 
all mash. that path mash basically <laughs> and then I think I've had different ideas of what I've thought it was throughout my life and sometimes I've just never even thought about it or like I go through phases where I don't think yeah. about it and I'm just in that like whirlwind of goals and reaching things um for me I, I think a big qualifier mm. is what will I be like regretting or upset yeah. about or feel like I missed like, out oh, no I didn't yeah. do this like when I'm on my deathbed basically yeah like what are the things and that's not just like oh I wanted to go bungee jumping or whatever no. but like I've always had like a real entrepreneurial spirit mm. or and also just the creativity and art and all that kind yeah. of stuff and there's certain things like I have definitely always wanted to be a mom and like have a family of my own like there's yeah. certain things that I just need I need needed and have need to yeah. experience in this lifetime yeah i don't know now that we're like talking about it more i'm like there's so many things i could say because then i was just like <laughs> i feel like part of the meaning of life is just exploring life and like yeah just yeah. like going on that journey and being as much human as you yeah, can be and like making mistakes and do like yeah i think sometimes when people think of the meaning of life they're like oh there's like a checklist or there is like the final destination or there's this but i'm like i don't think it's that black and white i don't know <laughs> i just want to not feel like i didn't do anything out of fear mm. like yeah. that's the kind of thing where i'm like i don't want to leave any stone unturned. unturned yeah i think that's a good one um yeah so wait but yeah so what is it for you <laughs> now well, that i've round and round kind of about like it <laughs> okay one thing that i do want to go through and like we'll keep talking about yeah me too aha uh -huh, later <laughs> <laughs> but um i made this presentation for this um when i did my training certificate to so that i could be a teacher for like graphic design and stuff like that but we had to make we had to like teach a class basically at the end of our class and so i decided to teach one on yoga but not yoga as in like downward dog and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, it's yoga 101, which is more about the mental, spiritual side of what yoga is. And so the main concepts in the class were kind of how does it work? Like how, what, is, what are the beliefs behind yoga? So the idea is that we're all born perfect uh, with everything that we need to fulfill our life's purpose, right? Which they call your dharma. You might have heard that term before from us. like. Um, but what happens um, is that we get start to get conditioned as soon as we're born, right? From our parents to our family, our friends, schools, work, society, etc. And then we spend, well, hopefully we try and spend the rest of our lives to get back to that original perfect state, right? And so that's kind of like, when you start peeling off those filters and examining yourself and seeing what the conditioning of those things yeah. has, has kind of done to you, right? So once you can get back to that perfect state of who you are, right, and like hear your inner voice mm -hmm. and then hopefully fulfill your dharma, right, your purpose. And then they also say that dharma, you know it's dharmic because it serves the collective um, and everyone around you benefits, mm -hmm. right? So it's kind of like what you were saying where if you make yourself content and you optimize your life then you have you're happier you have more space you have more to give you yeah. you end up like serving the community in a way that you mm. wouldn't have had the energy for before 
Um, I think it's a big thing nowadays too. Like so many people are into doing the work and healing and trying to figure out what their traumas are and like really unconditioning themselves. So, yeah. So then this is all like obviously still about yoga, but (laughs) (laughs) I think it's also, so this is a really important part is like there's different stages, right? And so asana is the movement, right? And that's the first stage. Then there's pranayama, which is breath, then meditation, which is your mind, and then the soul, which is your true self, right? And so those are like the four stages. And most of like when you think about yoga, if you do yoga and stuff, we get stuck on the first stage, which is just moving the body, right? The asana. But you move the body so that you can shape your breath right and then that's like the next step pranayama and then once you shape your breath you can calm your mind right and that's like the meditation mind part and then once you quiet your mind you can see yourself so it's like this whole four-step process um and then what happens is we kind of just get stuck on the body part and then we get like lululemon leggings and (laughs) just keep going and going and going so that we can do a handstand i don't feel like that was a good enough workout yeah exactly (laughs) or like oh my god i feel so blissed out but really you just feel exhausted right Mm. because you did like you sweat a lot and yeah and you use your muscles but which is all great and stuff but you need to get to those next steps too because that's like part of the process and that's Mm. what that's when you really start to feel the effects of of yoga and you progress yeah. um and you don't get stuck in a hamster wheel so there's I, also this kind of oh uh, i was just gonna say i think yeah the whole getting back to yourself thing is so important because i think especially in like the western world what we were saying like we're so conditioned to that rat race and this and that and you kind of like forget who you are a lot of the time and end up yeah defining yourself by your job or your possessions or all of this and like it's such a like frail basis to like live on almost yeah Yeah. um and what happens a lot is you don't have the energy no like to do anything else and so they describe yoga especially in tantric yoga which is not about like the sexual side or whatever it's Mm. like a tiny tiny fraction of it um but tantra yoga is actually just amazing if you look into it and they call it yoga the science of energy management, right? So each pose that you do in asana, like the physical thing, brings out a different type of energy. And there's um, like five kinds of energy, like the winds of Vayu, mm-hmm. um, which I won't go into now because I feel like it's a bit like I'll, I'm going to do a post with all of yeah. this information on it soon. So stay tuned for that. But Yoga as a science of energy management, um, it's this idea of like high tank versus low tank. So if you imagine a car, right, and you've got like your fuel tank to fill up. So it's like your body is a car, right? You are the driver of that car. So they say that you're born with a full tank of energy and that as you age, you start to lose that energy, right? It's the same thing as like losing bone density and muscle mass, And so you need to keep cultivating that energy. And that's why you practice yoga is like to keep Mm. cultivating and building it within you um, so you don't have a rapid loss of it. (laughs) Same way that you would go to the gym, right? You've got to do it for your mind as well. I Uh, think that makes sense because when we were talking about this, we were saying about how when you're kids, like you have so much energy and you're so, so full of life and everything is new and you're like in the moment. But then I think 
once you get all those filters of society and everything around you it drains yeah. you right because you're also not living your truth right yeah. you're you're being conditioned and stuff so you have all these filters to see through before you can just do things yeah. right it's exhausting um and so a lot of us end up driving around in our cars like our, <laughs> that are our bodies with low tanks right yeah. that aren't full and ways that that kind of shows up is if you think about you know if you stand in line like sometimes you stand in line somewhere and it's fine whatever you don't even think about it yeah. stand in line it's okay other times you stand in line and you're like oh my god it's like i cannot handle this yeah. like it's just driving you crazy everyone annoys you or in traffic like those are other good examples and when you're feeling like that that kind of agitation that's a low tank of energy mm -hmm. right um it's low prana prana is another word for energy in yoga um so we've got this kind of they call it like a fire in your stomach right and we need to cultivate that fire and keep it going strong so yeah one of the things that i ask in my presentation is like what's an example of high tank or low tank for you that like you can think about and like do you know when it's happening do you recognize yeah. that feeling and what do you do to change it or what can you do to change it which i think is really important like empowering to understand that you're feeling that way when you're feeling that but yeah. i don't think i was really that conscious of that when i was in toronto i would say maybe one thing i knew was like going for runs was probably a certain way where I would clear my head yeah. or do something but I don't even think I thought of it that way at the time I think I was just like I'm exercising but it was more I think about getting outside and just like yeah getting away from yeah I think if I had had a better understanding of that mm. in my body I would have changed a lot of things sooner. <laughs> yeah, I was so yeah. like I had so much rage. I would get so yeah. angry about things and frustrated and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. Well, yeah, it is like when you have that short fuse, there's a yeah. reason. <laughs> exactly. So. Oh, the other thing was karmic contracts, which is another mm. like yogi kind of concept. And it's this idea that you you know you live many lives and in this life like the the good and the bad like you've chosen it you've chosen to come down and like have this experience for mm -hmm. a reason right you're here to learn a lesson and you need to fulfill that like and that kind of is this idea like it makes me think of a video game so it's like you've come down into this video game and you need to pass the video game and if like you die before the video game you get to the end or more morbidly like if you commit suicide or something like that um you haven't fulfilled your lesson right you haven't finished the lesson so you're going to come back again maybe not to the exact same kind of life but to the same lesson and you're going to have to do that lesson again and again until you finally figure it out i feel like that's a very interesting way of thinking about it that like <laughs> i really actually like that concept a lot because for me, it makes me feel more accepting of like the what happens. Yeah, the, yeah. of what happens to me and the things that come my way. If I find mm -hmm. like of uh, like things that are not problems, but things to solve and figure out, and like the hurdles. Yeah, it makes me feel like okay, I'm supposed to. I can do this. First of all, yeah. it's come to me because I'm supposed to be doing this. And what do I have to learn from this? Mm -hmm. So it's like another way of looking at it that you know turns your lemons into lemonade yeah it's just like a different 
mind frame, I think. Okay, so let's get back to what your what you think the purpose of life is. Okay, I definitely that leaving no stone stone unturned for me is a big one. Yeah, especially if I think about my life as that video game analogy, and if you were in <laughs> Super Mario and you want to make sure yeah. you like collect all the points or whatever, um, that's yeah. I just I love so okay actually, um, my partner recently. So I'm 36 now. And he made a comment the other day about like, oh, you're close to 40 and like, and in 20 years you'll be 60. (laughs) (laughs) Like what she said to make me freak out. Although that's, if you know me, that's really not something that would make me freak out. And, um, and then for me, I just thought, oh my God, like 20 years. And then I thought, what have I done in the last 20 years? Mm. Like since I was 16 and then I was just like, wow, wow, so (laughs) much stuff, so many amazing things. So so much stuff has happened. I've lived so many lives. I've been to so many places, like met so many people, right? I've had so much in my life. Like I can't even imagine what the next 20 years are going to be. And that actually makes me so excited. Like I just, yeah, there's so many more adventures to have and hold. And now that I have Sadie and I'm hopefully going to have more kids and like have this crazy like family life that's gonna happen and where are we gonna go and what are we gonna do and like yeah I'm, I'm really excited maybe really excited for it well I think too because we've shed so many of our filters it's like a new lease on life in some ways and it's like you're going forward with this so much lighter and like so much potential and opportunity and possibility and like yeah well one of the things that I realized too when I was like thinking about this question was as I'm getting older, like I realized like the ages I looked forward to in the past are passing. Mm. Like I used to always be like, what's 18 going to be like 20, <laughs> 25, right? Yeah. Like 30, like 35 even. I've already passed 35 yeah. and I haven't really thought past 35. That's so interesting. I don't know if I ever looked forward to ages in that way. I, I always know. was like, ooh, like. like felt like there was milestones yeah Yeah, but i haven't really thought like that about anything past 35 like 35 that's a definite like cultural thing yeah but it it's so interesting because it's like uncharted territory Mm. now like stuff that hasn't really been imagined in my head and i said it's like a land um (laughs) that i have to explore right and i can create also on my own terms because i don't have these preconceived notions of it like Mm. i did actually i think the 35 thing must have been sex in the city because it was like up until that age and then and then what happens after that but um yeah i don't i haven't put pressure on it like i don't have expectations of it and that's like the first time in my life that i haven't had that and so i wonder too if that is also even part of why people like seem to get happier and happier as they get older yeah it's so like less pressure there is less pressure for sure i think especially for you now that you've had a kid that was like a pressure for you where you're like that Definitely. was like your last timeline thing almost that i it was yeah. the last thing i really wanted to do that i yeah. was worried about doing yeah. and yeah now i feel like i can just enjoy and explore and mm-hmm. like i already have a career i already have you know a lot of the things that i would have been worried about yeah so yeah that's really interesting and then for me like my goal now is to keep learning how to live in the moment Mm -hmm. um 
And that's kind of like a challenge for me in some ways because I still tend to look forward or try and set goals or like that's like the the pattern I guess I'm used yeah. to. And not that you shouldn't have goals no. or do that. <laughs> so obviously I still have lots of goals and stuff, but to also just really be enjoying the journey, right? Yeah. And yeah, after decades upon decades of like being taught to always look forward, I just want to really enjoy what I've built and like the fruits of my yeah. labor, right? And having Sadie actually really helps that. And having this time with her, this mat leave time where it's the most guilt-free time I've ever yeah. had in my life. I've taken lots of time off in the past, like when I went to Bali or um, or even when we first came to the Gold mm -hmm. Coast and stuff. But it was always with guilt. Yeah. like, And always I was doing courses, like... You I have never to have had something to show exactly. I never time. had time off without actually a course that I was doing yeah. or something like that. And um it was always just yeah, I needed something to show for it and I couldn't just like be in that time and feel justified. Yeah. And now at least with having a baby that's the ultimate justification <laughs> of like not having anything else like really planned and we really just have days where it's like okay, let's have our naps today. Yeah. Let's like have a nice breastfeed. Like I will clean the kitchen. Done. Mm. Day done. Like let's go for a walk. And it's so nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. I feel like hearing that, I'm like, oh yeah, I think part of the purpose of life is also living a life where you don't feel like you have to justify anything to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's part of like finding your true self and like being just being you. And I think for me, kids are definitely going to help that mm. in that way. Yeah. Anything else? Um, no, I think that's... Well, I don't know. Do you <laughs> feel like I answered the question? I like. I definitely believe in the yogic path yeah. and that mindset. Um, I think... And in the Kelly Catron book that I read, <laughs> which... <laughs> she, she says she's a karma yogi. Um some of the things I really like about what she wrote, she's written so far in the book is where she says, you know, to be a spiritual warrior, or all that kind of stuff. She's like, it doesn't mean that you abstain from regular life and a job and all that kind of stuff. She's like, if you really want to like put your faith to the test, like you have to, and your spiritu spirituality to the test, it's like, you should have a regular job and do regular <laughs> things and see if you can maintain that composure yeah. And that balance, like an equilibrium and stuff in that environment. Um, yeah. And I just think that that's really cool. Yeah. And really true. <laughs> and so for me, um, it is just how can I keep my tank full, be my best self and mm -hmm. go forth like trying to be the best human that I can be. That's beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah, it is a hard question to like answer succinctly and like directly, but I think it's it's important to check in with yourself and think about what you actually think the meaning of life is. Because I think, like as we said, sometimes you're just on that life treadmill and you are going for those goals. But well, maybe it's to hear your inner voice, yeah, like, truly and. Which Kelly Catron also says. <laughs> of course she does. Find your inner voice. Um, 
but yeah like really know thyself mm-hmm. you know truly okay so if you're listening to this and thinking okay this is great but how do i figure out what my <laughs> the meaning of my life is um i think a good way to kind of start is what we were talking about before and almost doing user experience on your own life Mm -hmm. and like part of that is looking at what kind of is the foundation of your life or what are the pillars that make up your life and then seeing like family friends health job home I think those are kind of the main ones most people would have but maybe you have different ones Um, but kind of looking at those and like where look at each one see if there's things you'd want to change or improve or yeah. or also if they're what your expectations of those are and if mm. you can discern if those are conditions that have been put on yeah. you like like or filters on them or if like they're actually what what you want yeah um and yeah i think if i'm looking back to like when we were in canada if i had looked kind of at those pillars I probably would have had most of them sorted or from an outside view would have been like, oh, I had a good job and I had friends and I had my family and blah, blah, blah. But I think for me, a big part of it was like the home part was not feeling like I fit in. So like that was a foundational pillar that was just like completely lacking there for me Mm because I didn't feel at home and I felt out of place and I felt like I didn't belong. And I I think for me, that probably showed also that I guess home or that sense of belonging was very important to me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, yeah, that's a way to start and see kind of which areas of the Always life. good to yeah. take stock of your yes, life. Yes, exactly. Way. Good exercise. <laughs> um, and then we've got kind of a list of questions. Yeah. Just to Which ask yourself to figure out like what your meaning is. I think they're kind of prompts that will get you thinking mm-hmm. and hopefully yeah just help you to formulate a bit of a so yeah you don't have to answer all of them but like if any of them you know kind of resonate yeah ping a little bit in your Mm. brain then go for it um things like how can i fill my tank what brings me joy when do i feel most myself what do i look forward to what can i contribute to the world what do i want to be remembered for what scares me? What lessons am I here to learn? And what regrets would I have if I died today? What stones do I not want to be unturned? I feel like I need to go journal these questions, <laughs> actually. It's <laughs> um, definitely a good Yeah, good it's good to check in. And I think it's one of those things where it'd be good almost to just do those some of those questions every year and see... And yeah, keep changes. a running list. Yeah. That'd be awesome. And just for sure. And yeah. you were actually just telling me about another thing from your Kelly Catron book yeah. <laughs> where she was saying, oh, guys, I'm not even done it. Yeah. I'm halfway through. So it's we'll a, see. like a treasure chest of wisdom. Yeah. Um, but you were saying she recommended to write down who you are today, but do that kind of regularly because you do change, but you don't always acknowledge how far you've come or like how you've changed and all that stuff and it's the same thing where I've said before I'll like be like oh what have I even done this year and then I'll actually write down in a journal entry and be like oh I've done heaps but you don't 
remember our last year in bondi we had an excel file like a google sheet file online that was like good things and then i had a column for me and a column for you and when anything good would happen we would put it in and put the date because you don't remember these things and like it's just it goes through your head like goes in and out so Mm -hmm. quickly sometimes and so we had this like amazing list and then if i looked back now there's so much stuff that i wouldn't have even remembered and then it's just so nice to have it all in one place and and i think because the human tendency is to like amplify the bad things and then like over overlook the good almost yeah like yeah Mm -hmm. so it's it's a powerful thing (laughs) tis indeed yeah so i think that is mainly it hopefully that wasn't just us running around in circles about the meaning of life but the meaning of life <laughs> uh well it kind of is one big circle right it is Birth to death and all the wonderful things in between and i think it's just remembering that it is a journey and it's supposed to be fun and we are constantly evolving and changing and there's no like end all solution to everything but it's it is like think of it as a video game yeah. <laughs> and i do think it's super important to know what you're what's conditioning you Mm -hmm. if you have things conditioning your expectations and your goals and all of that kind of stuff and really get good at like knowing yourself and like understanding when you're feeling good and bad even just like things as simple as that like noticing what is making you feel alive and what's making you feel like you want to die <laughs> that is helpful yeah no it is it yeah is. i think sometimes we ignore those feelings but those are such indicators of like yeah even what we say so many times about like your body's always telling you stuff about like your health and about yeah. everything like just tune in to yourself wonderful guys yeah okay are we gonna do a little woo woo? Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we haven't done this. Ma- is it a mantra? Our yeah. favorite mantra, yeah. In a, in a bit, and it's you just looked up the actual from the practice and the yeah. actual. So the words that we sing are Oma Satoma Sat Gamaya Tamasoma Joytir Gamaya Mitorma Amritam Gamaya, and I looked up the like English trans English translation, which I. I have read before, but I haven't read in a long yeah. time. So, And it is beautiful. Um, I'll read it now. Lord, lead me from the unreal to the real. Lead me from darkness to the light. From the earth to the open skies. Lead me from death to eternal light. I feel like that's really poignant to everything we just discussed and kind of is, okay, find myself. Lead me back to myself. <laughs> so that I can shine my brightest yes. light. Yes. Okay. Let's <laughs> sing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Om Asatoma Sat Gamaya Tamasoma Joyti Gamaya Vichorma Amritam Gamaya Om Asatoma Sat Gamaya Tamasoma Joyti Gamaya Vichorma Amritam Gamaya Om 
Tamasatoma sat gamaya Tamasoma joyti gamaya Vichorma amitam gamaya Bye guys, thanks again. Thank you for listening. Namaste.